0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Comadres and Comics. We're your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hey girls, how is it going on today? Welcome back, everyone. It's Hello.
1: It's pretty good. It's hot. Yes, oh,
0: so hot. Let Let there there be be light.
1: light.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The light in the room that we're sitting in just like went bright, really, like randomly, literally as we started this (laughs) podcast. That's a sign. sign. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what what episode are we on? Um, This is fifty-six episode fifty-six. We are. um, This is, I guess, our our
0: enlightened, blessed episode. (laughs) (laughs) nice so um how's everybody doing what what are your summer plans so far well how's it how are you guys tolerating the heat Uh, this is Kristen. the heat has
2: just started uh it's been kind of june gloom since may Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. in los angeles and now it is uh in uh, july and it's starting to get hot and i'm Mm -hmm. starting to get a little bit fussy about it (laughs) yeah
1: i it's it's hot i've just i'm just dying Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, okay so when it's hot i do this thing where i just lie down on the floor oh Mm -hmm. me too Uh, yeah yeah, yeah, i just like i just like lie down like on the floor and it constantly freaks my mom out (laughs) 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 because she just sees me on the floor and she thinks like i fainted or something i'm just like no I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, just I'm fine. I'm fine. <sighs> I'm just
2: dead. I'm fine. I'm just
1: dying from the heat. So let me be on the floor. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. how I deal with
2: it. I mean, uh, in L.A. County, especially where I live, which is in the South Bay of uh, L.A. County, back in the day, there was no need for air conditioning. So a lot of the um, homes and apartments and just housing units, period, in the South Bay do not have air conditioning and as time has progressed and has as climate has changed, that is no longer the case. And I'm definitely in an older home that there was no air conditioning inside of. Um not
0: even a little we don't even have a window unit, so Oh. oh Well, I've been trying to get over a uh, ear infection so I could go swimming. Oh no. <coughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, there's a public pool on um, one of the parks in Compton mm-hmm. and I think you pay like $2 and you can wow, swim for 2. Wow, $2? Two, yeah, for you 2 hours. You have to pay? Yeah. Two dollars to swim and pee and poop? That's a deal. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Why must
2: you sp- Now I don't want to go.
0: Great. <laughs> no, literally
2: just this last week, there have been multiple, not even the same, but multiple articles talking about public pools. Oh, great. And I'm like, I mean... I remember as a kid doing all kinds of gross stuff in the pool. <laughs> I threw up in the pool once. Oh my god. And didn't tell anybody oh my and god. just like like I was a kid I jumped off I jumped off the high dive and water went up my nose Ooh. and it choked me and I threw up. Oh. <laughs> but I was embarrassed, and so I didn't tell anyone so no lifeguard knew, no one saw, nothing. Ha- so my my puke was just floating along in the it's pool disgusting. and everybody was swimming in it. Okay. Great. All right, this is why I shout only out to Hanford uh, Plunge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is
0: so. All right, this gross. is why only
1: I one. This is why I like indoor pools because uh-huh. they tend to they tend to be a bit cleaner uh, than the outdoor ones. Okay, and two. Uh, so two. Why I usually go to the one that's by the Coliseum Yes, yes, yeah. that's a nice one. That is a very nice yes. one, mm-hmm. and they're very clean. So yeah. I like going to that one, yeah. and you don't have to pay; it's free for the community. So yes, with a yeah. California ID or right. whatever. Uh, so that one's that one's pretty good. I mean, they're Olympic mm-hmm. swimming pools. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: because
2: it was the pool that was actually wasn't isn't that the pool that was actually used for the eighty
1: four Olympics? Yes, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that one's it's a very nice pool, and yeah. they take very good care of it. And yeah. there's no children. Oh well, actually, they have like three or four separate pools Mm -hmm. one is like no bigger than five feet and that's where all the children hang out and you know what they can have it (laughs) Uh, and then there's like the the five feet to like 12 yeah and then there's like the deep diving one that looks a dark blue because there's yes. so much water in it and it like it, it looks like a shark could live in there oh I no know.
2: i have anxiety just you saying that like <laughs> i did i my whole the hairs on the back of my neck
1: just stood up. <laughs> i love it i've never gotten into the really deep one because it like it like seeing it so deep yeah and so dark blue yeah. makes me like anxious yeah um uh, but i like i like going to the second to the other one
2: well that's what chlorine is for, Sarah. So yeah. I don't <laughs> think that you have <laughs> <laughs> All of this too to much say. to worry about.
1: <laughs> Support your local pools. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and
2: if you throw up, don't throw up. But if you do, please tell the, the, the lifeguards so, <laughs> so they can okay. clean it up. You know, when that kind of stuff happens or like when a poop gets found, they like legally, they have to drain the entire thing.
0: Yeah, actually, that happened once. Uh, we were standing in line. And then they said, I'm sorry, we're not going to open the pool. And we're like, why? They're like, somebody pooped in it. So they had to shut the whole thing down. to yeah. hold it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, because, like,
0: <laughs> you don't want to be <laughs> swimming
1: in that. Of course they have to Ew, shut it down. Is that
0: a, you know what? <laughs> is I that just a, a candy can like,
2: <laughs> Just throw an extra gallon of chlorine and we're good. <laughs> 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 don't pretend like you don't know the hood does that.
1: <laughs> I, that's why I'm not saying anything. <laughs> The amount of times I, because I I used to go to an outdoor one that's really close to where I live and it's still open, and sometimes my siblings still go. But after I found one too many band aids in there, I was (laughs) was Ah. like, I'm never going to this one ever again. My siblings can go; they can, they can. But I was after that. I was just like, I'm not going. I'm only going to indoor pools because there's a very nice one on Florence that not a lot of people know about because it's like in a like a community like building and stuff like uh-huh. that so it's very well maintained uh-huh. and they actually have showers oh so nice so yeah so I go to that one or I go to the one in the Coliseum
0: and don't get me started on the hot tubs <laughs> Oh I, yeah no I mean it's already hot why do I want to go in a hot tub that's just ugh. no I think she meant about the cleanliness yeah. of hot tubs yeah. no I, I'm certain but yeah, yeah that's why I don't go in hot tubs so, I mean yeah. it's just it's already warm and who knows what's living in there <laughs> <laughs>
1: All this to say, summer's here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to summer. (laughs) So uh, what I also do is I put like uh, those uh, cold packs and then I just put them on me for a little bit and then I throw them back in the the freezer and that's how I keep cool because I'm always hot.
1: Oh yeah, you just reminded me. My parents make topoillos and I eat a lot of those when... What is that? Yeah, Uh, What
0: is a topoillo?
1: Topo is like
0: beside the little mouse with the big ears. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh my god! You guys don't know who Topo is? No. no? Topo Al, a la camita, a la camita. No? <laughs> no, I've never. I heard think of he's it. Argentinian or something. Oh, but anyway, that makes sense. But yeah, I used to watch it on uh, like the channel thirty four. Okay. But what do you what do you consider okay. a Topo yu? Topo
1: illo in Guatemala is basically. Um, uh, it's. Uh, it's hard to okay. So basically, you take natural fruit, tamarindo, cherries, Uh um, uh, or nance, and you mush them up Mm -hmm. and mix them with sugar and water, and then you just throw it into a bag and freeze it up. Uh and it's basically a Popsicle. Oh, okay.
0: So like a bolis. But yeah, it's
1: like a bolis, but it's like a, a handmade one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah nice. And nice. Um, um, uh, my dad uh, and my mom make chicle flavor. They make tamarindo. <gasps> they make cherry and strawberry. And they make a mom um, uh, I've never
2: heard of that, but it sounds so yummy.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, Topo yo for everybody next episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, they make those. They make them to sell, but also like uh, me yeah. and my siblings steal a bunch of them yeah. uh, to to eat. Because uh, they're, they're really good.
0: Um uh, they yeah. sound delicious, oh, they're nice very and good. refreshing,
1: they are super refreshing, but um, um, yeah, that's what we do for Oh, the that's summer. cool,
0: mm-hmm. excellent all right, guys well- w- w- uh, I think um we have Chisme de la semana and Jen What do you have for us today or well, I think
2: we both have some. Uh, oh yes, yes, Or it's did definite. you have some cheese? More? Just no, I me? Thought, I thought we were just going. There's okay. so much there. yes. we, we, cheese man yeah, <laughs> <we're>, that we much cheese we're like
0: we all have cheese
2: Well, this is Kristen, and my cheese actually. Um, I'm sure that even people who don't read the comic might even know by now. But for those of you who um, are kind of not in the know of local, or not local, current uh, comic book cheesement and news, The Walking Dead has ended. And not only is it like, okay... (laughs) It's gonna end at this issue, so be prepared. Or you know, okay, nope. so um, this is the date. Go and go to your local comic shop and order the book. No, no. what happened is that there were some very like um, uh, elusive, like secretive posts that uh kirkman posted the week before that just was like this book is going to be very uh very important and and just like a kind of like statements like that you really wouldn't think mu- nothing much of
1: That they usually do like to promote the book when yeah, yeah, coming yeah 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 they're just like oh something happens in yes. there. you're just all like oh, okay and yeah, it was whatever. issue
2: number 193 in previews local comic stores were solicited issue 194, 195, and 196. Really? So these were, this is, you know, things that we're like, okay, this is going to be a big issue, so we wonder what's going to happen, because there's all these other books that are coming out. And, um... Some local comic shops, so New Comic Book Day is a Wednesday every week, and some local comic book shops get their books early um, because they have uh, maybe multiple shops that they are dealing with or they they are... Um, Shops that are so big that their deliveries are so huge that they have special privileges, they get them early. Mm -hmm. We get uh, ours a day early, which is on uh, Tuesday. But on Monday, some people were already getting these books and people were reading them and it was broken. Uh, The news was broken that that was, in fact, the last Walking Dead issue ever.
1: Mm -hmm. Game over. Yeah. Yes, Uh. exactly.
2: Game over. And so what happened is that the Internet and the comic book industry blew up overnight with people, some of them wondering, is this true? Is it not true? But turns out that there was a two page letter from Kirkman in the back of the issue basically saying Yes, this is it. This is the end. Um, I I have I have the issue. I haven't read it yet because I'm kind of behind on my reading, but. Um For us locally at Heidi Ho, unfortunately, the readership of that particular title has waned over the years. When we Mm -hmm. first bought the shop, it was one of our uh, most popular titles, and we Mm -hmm. had, I would say, upwards of thirty people that had it on their pool. We used to
1: order fifty.
2: Yeah, uh, every month. Yeah, or
1: probably a bit more. And
2: now. Uh, we are down to, like, ordering 15. Wow, uh, that's a big difference. Yes, and so um, the fact that we didn't know this was happening and the fact that we didn't have... Although, there, okay, so a lot of people are defending the publisher and saying that they did come out and say that it was returnable, so order as many as you want. But there's a lot of books
1: that come out um, that's, that say, hey, it's returnable. Um, but not only that, sometimes returnability is an indicator that... The readership might not be pleased. Mm. with what's coming out. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's why they make them returnable. Why do you think um, uh, Batman, what is it, 50? The wedding issue? Oh, yeah. And because of all the drama? Yeah. They weren't going to make that returnable. And then after the New York Times utterly crashed and burned that, they made it returnable. Interesting.
2: So Uh. you don't know what being returnable means. Mm. And to be honest with you, as a retailer, returnable is not just some like... Uh, amazing thing that the Easy publishers, yeah, give you. Like it's work. You take. You have to rip off the covers of all of the books. You have to pack them up. You have to count them. You have to make sure that everything you know is in order. And that's man time and hours. Woman time hours. And it, it's you know extra work that you don't necessarily um, plan on having to do. So. Um, we didn't order. That's all to say that shame on us that we didn't see all, <laughs> of,
0: the, all
2: of the signs because um, spoiler alert if you haven't read Walking Dead. But this it, this came out a couple of months ago in the comic books in issue one ninety one. I 90? think
1: I think it was it was like two or three issues. Yeah. Before so it was so either one ninety 190 or one ninety one. In
2: that issue, but the main character is killed off. I will let you guys all surmise who that is. Yeah, Uh, I I know. (laughs) I I know. (laughs) And, um, so I mean, we should have known because he uh, Kirkman has. I've been in panels multiple times where he says, as soon as he kills off the main killer character, it's over. Oh Mm -hmm. wow! And that he's also said that he's known since he started writing this book that he's known how it was going to end. Okay, and Mm -hmm. that everything was moving towards that. Mm -hmm. So. The writing apparently was on the wall, but as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. 20 and um, Walking Dead is over. Issue 193 is the issue that you are um, looking for if you're out there looking to buy this. But and you're,
1: good luck finding it. Yeah. Seeing, wow. uh, s-
2: uh wow. First print Copies are already on the secondary market, marked really? up very high. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, very high. Like, you about double the yeah. amount.
1: So they're going for like 20 bucks now. Or so, something like that. well, and
2: actually, something
1: else that people
2: were. Praising um, Skybound and Image for is that it was a triple issue. So the oh, so it was actually 193, 94, 95, I believe all put together in one. It was very thick, but they didn't um, increase the cover price. It was still just 3.99. Mm-hmm. So um, you're not gonna pay 3.99 for this book if you're wanting to get a first printing. You're gonna you're gonna pl- pay an inflated price, unlike Jen said, probably 20 to 25. There There is a second printing coming out. Uh, once w- the news broke, we went and we tried to reorder more first printings, uh, just as everyone else did. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we were allocated, and w- they were supposed to come this week, and it never came.
0: Oh,
1: thanks, Diamond. Yeah. So. Surprise,
2: motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we thought we would get them. Yeah. Well, it was worth
0: a try, but yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, valiant attempts. Every once in a while, they actually do give us what we want. So that's
2: my cheesement.
1: And and there's people on both sides of the
2: fence who are saying, well, you know, it's Kirkman, and he, it's his book. He should be able to do whatever the heck he wants with it. And, um, you know, he should be able to go out how he wants to go out and end it the way he wants to end it. And if this is how he wanted to end it, then, you know, Mm -hmm. More power to him. And then there's other people on the other side of the coin, and I think mostly me, who who are like, I understand that. And believe me, Walking Dead, as you all know, was my gateway comic. I have been um, uh, reading it through all these years and very faithful to it. But um, as a retailer, I feel like it put us, Heidi Ho Comics... You know, because that's the shop I work at, in a really bad position to have people coming into the shop wanting, who may have never been in the shop before or even been in an LCS before and came into the shop wanting something, excited about something. And because I was caught off guard, I wasn't able to provide it to them. Mm -hmm. And I think it provided a negative experience for some of those people. um, And that's unfortunate. Um, And also, I just think that, it is a kind of like a, uh, a story about how there is a deficit in communication between retailers and publishers. And I really would like to work on trying to better, um, you know, kind of make a bridge towards that. And I don't know how that, what that looks like or how that would be, but I definitely think that moving forward, if we want the comic book industry to continue to be uh, successful uh, that that's something that definitely needs to
0: happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like kind
0: of a, a soft, a soft angry cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, what from a creative standpoint, I'm like, that's fucking boss. Yeah, I was yeah. just all like, that's like, yeah, like you get to do whatever you want. Like it's yeah. your book. You could. On the other side, I got so sick and tired of people calling in <laughs> asking for that fucking book and if yeah. we had had that two to three month warning yeah we would have ordered more yeah and we would have been able to give all these people not only that book but other recommendations yeah but by the end of it i was so tired yeah. of people coming in and asking for the book and then just like they're like oh okay and then <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: that's the thing that's really tough too is that that people who come in asking for books and we don't have them and it's a book that came out like a month ago or <laughs> you know a book that or a book that they just heard about on NPR and it doesn't come out till 3 months like there's no understanding for newcomers about how the back end of the comic book industry works. And I really Mm. wish that there was a better way to facilitate that so that they understood that if you go into a LCS and they don't have what you want, doesn't mean that they can't get it for you. Um, But it just means that maybe, and in our case generally means that that particular title, sometimes we only order enough to go to pools Mm -hmm. uh, and then maybe a couple of copies to go to the wall and hopefully it sells. But like, Local comic book shops are basically running on like guesses, right? right. On what's gonna what's gonna sell and what's gonna be profitable and what we should carry. Like there, the the book that we order from is like six inches thick, and if you ordered one of everything, you would go out of business. You would go bankrupt. But then also, how do you know what to order? Yeah, Yeah. and so it's it's really. unfortunate that uh, people come in and they get angry with us because they right. just don't understand how it works. And we yeah. I try to explain it to them but you want something, you want it now. That's how our society
0: works these days. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I get that. What, is um, it, what
1: do they call it? Instant gratification? Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm guilty of it. Uh, same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it sucks that you have to deal with these attitudes when people don't understand that hey, that book hasn't come out and it won't come out for three months. I mean, yeah. there there is a little bit of work that has to be put on the Uh, customer side, but they don't understand that because they just see it on TV or hear about it and they just immediately, like you said, instant gratification.
2: And then the other flip side of that also is that when it does come out, People have forgotten all, all about it. About it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is one of the um, one of the arguments against why or for why uh-huh. um, Kirkman, Kirkman did had. it the way he did yeah. it. Because he they they are saying I don't know that he said this, but other people who were defending his decision are saying, yeah, if he would have announced it, then it there would have been this huge hype. People still would have been calling the shop, and we yeah. would have had to say we didn't have it. And then when it came out, no one would have come in because they that mm-hmm. was three months ago, and they and moved by on. Now,
1: and then by By announcing it two days before it released. It created a lot of hype. It created a lot of hype and we actually sold out of the book. Which is, I mean, yeah, better sold out than having... extra copies and stuff like that at the same time i'm still annoyed
2: <laughs> so that's my chisme uh de la semana. get your 193 uh and if you are um wanting to just read the story the trade the last trade which is going to include this last uh this last issue is coming out i believe at the end of the month end of july i think so maybe not end of Uh, summer for sure it's coming out uh, soon august
1: or september then
2: yeah well usually they come out about a month or so after the last uh, uh, issue comes out but Mm -hmm. this was a big deal so yeah
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) people are gonna forget yeah (laughs) So, Jen, what do you have for us on Me de la Semana?
1: So, there are two pop-ups, one already here and another one on its way, uh, coming to Los Angeles. One is a Pokemon-inspired pop-up bar uh, that has uh, a lot of, like, a lot, a lot of cute meals that are designed I've after Pokemon. I've seen the
2: little Pikachu hamburgers on my Facebook, and they're <laughs> so cute.
1: <laughs> they are. They're really cute. And I'm... Uh, the Papa Bar is expected to run from September 7th through the 15th, and admission will include a Pokeburger, a Pokemon-themed cocktail, and with a handful of, of opportunities to win poke prizes. <laughs> Pokerific. Pokerific, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, But it's... Uh, you, uh, you would have to go to the website where they're planning it, um... Uh, because it's you have to buy tickets for it. So you have know. to buy tickets? Yes. Aww.
2: Those kinds mm-hmm. of things always uh, are tough for me because I don't know if I'm going to be available or I'm not going to be available. And I'm like, oh, if I buy the ticket, what if I can't go? And right. If it costs money for the ticket. Then I get I get I I get nervous about committing. I right? have commitment. <laughs> f- I'm a commitment foe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be a Common Space Brewery uh, <gasps> on El Segunda Boulevard. Ooh local. Uh huh. It's yeah, it's local here. Um, uh, and uh, tickets are running low for it. So
2: already, already. Are they for sale Something. or? Yeah, or? they're for sale oh. already.
1: And so it's going to be it's going to be hype. Is mm. what I
2: am. I just have to go stand outside and look through the window. <laughs> I press, press my face up against the window uh, against the glass.
1: <laughs> so it's just like it's on its way here. Yeah, I think they've uh, they've set it up in other locations. That's where we're getting all the oh, pictures and stuff uh-huh. like that. But it'll come to here to LA in September. Interesting. Uh-huh. Buy your tickets now. Uh, uh, along that lines, it's it's a good time for pop up bars in Los Angeles and or pop up anything. Yeah, really. pop
2: up anything. I've but, been seeing all kinds of stuff that I always want to go to, and the next thing I know, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. But
1: there's a Blade Runner inspired bar coming to LA.
2: Okay, so I don't know if this means we're never gonna be friends again,
1: but <laughs> no, I, I have no, never seen. Don't say Blade it. Runner. <laughs>
2: and it's it's one of eddie's favorite movies Movies, and he he saw the one that came out recently and he gave it a thumbs down but um he's like so like into the original and has all these amazing Edward
0: things James, almost uh, really mm-hmm. yes uh harrison ford i knew harrison ford and mm. that chick i forgot her name. and that chick <laughs> it's one of
1: those movies that it's very hard to Young. find the original of because uh, there's been reinterpretations of it uh, okay. uh, for a long time and i don't know which one it was that i saw hmm. um <laughs> okay <laughs> hey i still liked it yeah uh, so i've seen it yeah um uh, and it's just one of those like cyberpunk yeah. classics mm-hmm. that's like really up there, uh-huh. and that really is to like help that movement um, uh, right. go on, but it's like it, I highly recommend it. Well, Daryl Hannah, I but just depending on how <laughs> it is, you like your narrations. Uh, finding a copy of the of the movie. That hasn't been tampered with by oh. the director or by the studio itself uh-huh.
0: is going to be very interesting. Hard. Yeah, mm. so I
2: see it every once in a while come through the Egyptian and like some of those other mm-hmm, theaters mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. play older movies,
0: like at midnight showing yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah those mm-hmm. are really worth it. I think, mm-hmm. like, if you're young and you could stay up that late, I even definitely when I was young, it. I
2: couldn't. I uh, one of our first dates for Eddie and I, uh, we went to the was it the New Art uh, in Santa Monica to see a midnight showing of Rocky Horror? Mm, I fell asleep by really? the time they <laughs> were, they were doing Time Warp. I was asleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> oh, I love I love like the arrows and New Art, the Egyptians, yeah, like that. They had a Studio Ghibli movie marathon weekend that I attended, and I did cool. not leave that theater till like two a.m. Wow! So it was. It was so good yeah i love all the Evilly movies i like but the energy of those yes, midnight shows yeah. mm-hmm. that
0: you know the, you get the real fans and yeah. it's just a lot of positive energy yeah. and you know you don't have kids crying either so it's just really great i, I really enjoy it fathom events has stuff like that yes. too yeah. oh
2: speaking of fathom i know that i already did my cheeseman but they are doing a uh, Muppet movie event really? coming up. Yes, and I can't. I actually am <laughs> trying to remind myself that
0: it's coming up so I can buy tickets because I love the Muppet movie. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, what about the Blade Runner uh, pop up? What is it going to have? Food, so drinks?
1: It's going to be well. It's going to it's going to be called Nexus twenty nineteen. Yeah, and it's going to. Uh, It's set to open uh, sometime in November, but they haven't disclosed the location yet. But it's going to be in downtown. And they are going to be having a number of Blade Runner themed drinks. uh, Uh,
0: Yeah,
2: I read somewhere that they actually had a mixologist come in and specifically create drinks for this event.
0: Wow. So what we're saying is Uber and Lyft, huh? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's like it's. They're all really, really cool. And tickets are on sale for it. Cause again, again, more tickets.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, yeah. I, I know for this one, because I was looking at the info the other day, because I was thinking, you oh, know, this is going to be kind of cool to take Eddie to go, since he likes it so much, that the website is uh, nexus2019bar.com. You can go and get information about. Tickets are $82
1: a person. What?
0: 82 yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow! Or I think this
1: is like the VIP one or whatever. Okay, because if you want me to pay tickets what to g-
2: get in <laughs> and then pay for these the drinks fancy that drinks that are, are probably twenty yeah. dollars, yeah,
0: that's not fair. Mm-mm. I'm poor. Damn Please. it! <laughs> <sighs> no, eighty-two.
1: Yeah, it says the ultimate fan experience will set you back uh, about eighty-two dollars per guest, but every entry includes one cocktail. Plus a package of commemorative merch such as a t-shirt, a souvenir glass, a themed ID card, a patch, and a light-up umbrella. Well, that
2: sounds okay then. Yeah. But don't. But what if I don't want all that and yeah. I just want to get in and <laughs> have a drink? <laughs> <laughs> have a $25 drink. Yeah. So let's
1: see if they have a broke option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Make a broke option next is 2019.
1: Yeah. But tickets are on sale now and it's going to open November 1st somewhere in downtown LA. Nice.
0: All right, guys. <coughs> what time is it, Kristen?
2: <gasps> es la hora de la cervecita.
0: <laughs> Yay! What are we drinking today?
2: Today we have a very fun and interesting. I'm gonna pass this down to to oh, okay. you so that you can uh, open it and pour it while I talk all Ooh, about. Oh,
0: it's nice and cold.
2: Talk all about witch blade. Now the witch blade. <laughs> um, Witchblade beer that we are drinking today is a Russian Imperial Stout.
0: I already love the smell,
2: and it was um, given to us by a super secret special fan who asked to be to rename name to n- remain nameless um, and yeah, an anonymous. Yeah, anonymous, <laughs> um, because he didn't want um us to drink it and not like it and then us put bad vibes out there about the beer and then it be somehow traced back to him (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) so um thank you anonymous donor but um you might be able to figure it out as i tell you where this beer came from so this beer is actually uh, a beer that was um it was What do you say Um, when you do a commission? It was commissioned by Three Rivers Comic Con in 2018. So last year, Three Rivers Comic Con, which uh, is in Pennsylvania, uh, Pittsburgh, actually, Pennsylvania, they commissioned Helltown Brewing, which is also from Pennsylvania. They have two locations, one in Mount Pleasant and one in Export. So if you are from that side of the country in that area, I'm sure you know all about Helltown Brewing. but the owner of a com- of an LCS in that area, the LCS is New Dimension Comics, he actually is the showrunner of Three Rivers Comic Con and he's been doing this for the last couple of years where they have a quote unquote con beer. And um, Con Beer, Con Beer. And it, it is like a collaboration usually with a publishing company. And this year or last year, 2018, it was a um given witch blade is on the on the um bottle it was a collaboration with top cow and there it is right there on the label um it says three rivers comic-con new dimension comics and top cow all of their logos are there and there is this very beautiful witch blade art um there's a big booty staring at you right <laughs> in the face. Yep. Um, I've uh, <laughs> She's thick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the art is actually by Joe Jusco. Oh. So that's a big name, yeah. uh, a big comic book name out there. So uh, we'll probably be sure. Let's not throw this bottle away. Actually, Eddie. um arms <laughs> are oh, <just> so skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I. It is very beautiful. It's not necessarily my taste of art, but it is very well done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So this particular beer, like I said, was a, a Russian Imperial Stout. And it's actually brewed with coffee added. It's not just taste of coffee that you know they make somehow with the with the way that they brew it, but this is actually added with uh, brewed with actual coffee added. It is barrel aged. Gosh, I can smell it just as I'm reading. It's the smell so uh, it's so strong, Um, and. I was going to see... Does it say on the bottle what the ABV is? I didn't write that part down. But it smells like it's up there. It smells very, very good. (laughs) Why did we get a Wookie?
0: (laughs) Because I feel like we're going to grow some hair drinking this.
1: (laughs) You know what? I cannot find an ABV on here. It's a one pint and six fluid ounces. Interesting. Uh,
2: Okay. Hmm. Well, I am cleansing my palate with some water. Uh, Cause I had a diet coke earlier, and I can still taste that in my mouth. But okay, so this is oh oh, and something else that I uh, wanted to share as I was looking on the Helltown Brewing Company's uh, website, they have a beer called Buffy. Oh, oh yeah, and a lot of their a lot of their um, beers, their names are kind of like uh, horror related. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all right, so we're taking our first sip. Sarah took... It smells really good. It smells caramelly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Huh. It, caramel and
0: brown sugar.
1: Yeah.
0: It tastes really um, hmm. smooth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, there's no strong aftertaste. It's really good. It's delicious. It tastes
1: like iced coffee with alcohol.
0: Yeah. It does, kind of. Yeah. And there's and a... Not too much carbonation. Not too much. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of carbs. Mm -hmm. Carbonation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: sure it's tons of carbs. carbs. (laughs) There's a lot of carbs in here.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, it's really good.
1: Yeah, I like it.
2: Well, okay, so here's the sad thing. As I was looking, um, as we mentioned, this was a limited brew. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was the con exclusive of 2018, and it is no longer being produced. So you basically have to find. Somebody who went to the con, who bought a bottle, who might be willing to share it with you or trade with you or something. Um, but unfortunately, it's no longer available. But uh, a lot of the beers, apparently over the last years, have had have been very similar. I was reading on the website. So if you ever have a chance to get anything from Helltown, definitely recommend that you do it because this is actually really good. It is mm. really
0: good. Mm-hmm. I was um, scared at first, but man, it's really good. (laughs) It
1: smells great. All I can taste is coffee. And I like
0: this little uh, thick, foamy tops because it it reminds me of like an espresso. Thick, Uh, foamy head. Thick, foamy (laughs) head. That's what she said.
2: You got to see a doctor about that. (laughs) (laughs) So as those of you may or may not remember who are listening, we do have a rating scale here that we go by. When we rate the beers we drink. And the absolute gross will not ever taste again. Zero out of uh, five uh, is a flaccid. Then a one out of five is an initial. Two out of five is a partial. A three out of five. One, two, three, four. Yeah, wait. One, two, three, four. No, four out of five. Sorry, I'm messing up my numbers. Is a full. And then a five out of five is a rigid. And then if it's just off the charts, that is the all uh encompassing super saiyan so sarah what would you rate this beer
0: she's take she's she took one last sip and she's really, really thinking, thinking about, about, it. about it yeah no i really love the foamy head that was a really cute surprise i tried to pour it without putting putting too much head but it uh formed it anyway um so i like that because it reminds me of espresso and i love coffee mm-hmm I love the taste of coffee. I love that it's no strong aftertaste. Yeah. I love the nuttiness and the creamy about it. Um, barrel age, of course, that's a plus. The color is thick and beautiful, thick and beautiful. <laughs> so I'm gonna go five out of five. Oh, nice. Yeah, I. This is definitely something that I would share and um, would be happy to share it with somebody because yeah. I'd like to see their expression and what they thought of it. So yeah, I'm really happy with this. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jen?
1: I think I'm going to give it a full Mm -hmm. because... Four out of five. Yeah. uh, I like it. It's pretty good. I like the coffee taste. And there's like... It's not... You might not taste an aftertaste, but I taste something. Mm -hmm. And it's like almost like a little biting sense that Mm -hmm. lingers. And it kind of like doesn't sting precisely, but it certainly makes itself noticeable. Um, Uh Uh And I'm, I'm not entirely sure if I like it or not yet. But... I but I I like this enough to f- for sure say that I like it yeah. that it's a full for me.
2: So this is Kristen. I actually am not a stout drinker, not a port drink porter drinker. I don't really generally or a coffee drinker. Right. And that's exactly where I was headed with this. I don't drink coffee and that's why I don't drink porters or stouts because they taste straight up like coffee, like fizzy coffee to me. And it is just not my thing. So with that said, I really enjoy this. I really like it. And even not being a coffee drinker, tasting the coffee, there's so many other like caramelly, like I was saying, even vanilla-y type flavors in there, that uh, I'm giving it a four out of five. I'm giving it a full as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that I would um, drink this again. I would share with people uh, and recommend it for sure. So mm-hmm. um, I th- that's a pretty favorable uh, review, I yeah, think. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Like I could drink Look. the rest of it, but I feel like I'd be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> anonymous donor. We can be kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: so thank you to Top Cow um, for this amazing uh, collaboration as well as New Dimension Comics and Three Rivers Comic Con. Maybe one day, Commodity Comics will make their way out to this convention and be there in person for this beer release that they have for an Ooh. upcoming convention. And wouldn't
0: it be cool if we had like a, a beer review, like live? Yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Oh, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> 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 but yes, this was great. I really loved it. Thank you so much for uh, for gifting us this beer. It was delicious, and that concludes our beer review. Okay, guys, it's time for our book review. And what are we reviewing today?
2: So today we are reviewing a book called "We're Not Sure." <laughs> 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 it's either Primahood or Primahood and Jen and I both were leaning towards Primahood because I mean we saw PRIMA and we just said Prima like mm-hmm. you know
0: like, what Cousin. cousins yeah, yeah. So cousins but yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so
2: but I'm not entirely convinced that um that is what it is but um it's Primahood Primahood Magenta and it is a book th- uh, written by Tyler Cohen who I actually personally met at a convention. I don't remember what convention it was now, though, that I bought it from. But um, I met her and um, talked to her a little bit about it. And her um, description of it, I remember, really stood out to me. And I was like, oh, I want to read that. It sounds really cool. Um, One of the descriptions that I found online basically says that it's a blend of autobiography and surrealism Mm. detailing a mother's effort to raise her daughter amid a world filled with toxic gender expectations and challenging racial politics. Mm -hmm. It was the winner of 2016 Bisexual Books Award in the um, categories of graphic novel and graphic memoir, and it also is published by our good friends over at Stack
0: Deck Press. Yay! Yay! So, we basically have the main characters where she's a mom, she's a bisexual um mm-hmm. uh, and she's a she's a single mother mm-hmm. um and her daughter is biracial yes now, uh, this is Sarah, and I love this book, yeah, I love the art I love just the the conversations she has with her daughter are really amazing, and there's stuff that um, that really makes a lot of sense to me because uh, we're seeing it from the viewpoint of the child at times, yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh how the parent struggles a little bit, but she kind of pulls it off like she's doing the best she can, and she gives her like really uh detailed oriented responses, which I think is yes. awesome, yes, mm-hmm. um, the art is amazing, and I love uh the daughter's uh um personality, mm-hmm. she's so just. An explorer, and she's so full of life and happiness. And she's precocious. Yeah, yeah. And she's the
1: max. Like the the good and the bad of what of that word. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> and so and I really appreciate that because um, uh, I I I was thinking about it because when I first read this book, I read it when I was trying to like I couldn't sleep, uh, mm-hmm. uh and when the next day or actually when we were on the way over, I was just like. Wait, I don't really remember much about this book. So I was flipping through it again. And then I can with positively, with positivity say that I actually did enjoy it mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the second time around. Because uh, a lot more things kicked into place. And I think the, the beginning of the book, uh, when you first open it, there's a passage there says, to all the people who once called uh, other people with children breather
0: oh breather. i know i know <laughs> and, uh, yeah
1: and uh, when i had first read that i didn't get it yeah and then when i second i got i was just like oh shit yeah i get it now yeah, yeah. and it's a, basically it is it is a story about uh, it's a story about motherhood mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how alien that concept is sometimes especially mm-hmm, yeah. to people who once kind of disparaged yeah it. yeah and for uh, like for a brief moment i could i all could almost see myself in it if mm-hmm. I yeah would, mm-hmm. um uh, but at the at the same time I was just like, I don't think I really want to go down that <laughs> route. <laughs> but it's it was it was very good. It was very thoughtful and it was yes. definitely very surreal. There is some surreal panels in there that feature this these amorphous kind yes. of uh and I don't wanna say creatures because they're women. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they don't have human faces. Right. They have human bodies, but they don't have human faces.
0: Yeah, so I um, think between um, the stories, they have these artwork that yeah. really mm-hmm. hasn't tied into the stories. Mm-hmm. Right. But I find it to be like fine art. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just al- adored it, mm-hmm. loved it.
1: In the intro, um, uh, uh, it says that they're called the Primazons. Uh-huh. Um, uh Or, well, I, I, I was thinking like some kind of like, uh, like, Amazonian, like almost alien Amazonian women, yeah, uh, is what I was kind of getting mm-hmm. uh, from it, and they were so they were like a reflection of women now in kind of almost a primitive background as well. And I, when I thought of it like that, I actually really liked it.
2: Yes, so mm-hmm. Jen mentioned that on the drive here, <laughs> and I could see it, and it made sense to me, and. Once it made sense to me, I could appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) as I was reading the book and I was looking at these pictures, I was like, what the heck is this? What is going on? How does this apply and tie into the book I'm reading? And I started sat and stared at all the pictures for a very very long time trying to find meaning in it and Mm. the fact that I couldn't was very frustrated and I was like I hate these I hate (laughs) it
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then I, I had told Kristen that it's basically how kind of to me it seems almost like how how society views Motherhood mm-hmm. and women, or womanhood in in general, yeah. as something something primitive and mysterious yeah. and, and almost alien, yeah, uh, in its function. And I once I saw it through that, I'm just like, yeah, I think and I've that made
2: perfect sense to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that I mean, regardless if that's what the the, um, the creator wanted intended or uh-huh. not, that's what I'm <laughs> taking away from it. And mm-hmm. I actually like that part um mm-hmm. because one of the not one of the but a lot of the story that um i really appreciated parts of the story that i really appreciated were the evolution of the societal um uh the way that that her daughter was it nene, mm-hmm. uh-huh. nene. yeah, yeah. Nene. how um the influences of society really um changed her oh yeah like Mm -hmm. we see in one one panel a couple of pages how she's talking about um her crushes or the crushes that are mm-hmm. on her and one day it's a girl one day it's a boy and mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter um and then another day um or, and the parents are specifically talking about trying to keep the p-word out I of know, the house. i yeah. know that was uh. i could see myself there like if i had yes. a kid
0: i'd be like we're not mentioning the p-word yeah we're not watching so Disney. the
2: p-word <laughs>
0: is princess
2: yes uh-huh. and but because nana and they did a really good job of it until she went to school mm-hmm. and then she uh was kind of introduced to princesses and then of course the feminine, um, yeah yeah. D- yeah the feminine that that there was a difference kind of mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there was a there was a lot of um parts of the story where the kids that she goes to school in try to fit her into a gender role right mm-hmm. right and her parents tried really hard to not do that right mm-hmm. so i really appreciated how um how true to form that that really is that there's outside um, things happening to kids all the time that, that shape them and, and, um, you know, change them. And I really appreciated that. And I appreciated the fact that it's hard, like the parents find, uh, you know, like, sometimes struggling with that sometimes Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. trying to keep a balance Mm -hmm. of, you know, understanding that the child is exploring Mm -hmm. and changing and growing, but also as an adult, seeing it from a different perspective. So I really appreciated uh, those parts of the book. It really,
0: Yeah, mm -hmm. so did I. I mean, the part where she had mentioned that some other adult had told her she had to wear a shirt because she was already too old to be running around shirtless, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, where her mom was like, that's not what, how I'm raising her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the part where she's like, it's all pink everywhere. And then <laughs> yeah. finally, I'm done with pink. And then pink came back. Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. Um, all these struggles she has to go through because she has certain preferences as a, a way of life she's chosen. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the choices her daughter's having either. Right. So it's really, um, really quite an amazing writing style i thought this was amazing and i love the way she takes her daughter's um, um point of view mm-hmm. and under consideration um I, I really love that i i think this is such a great way of telling how she's bringing up her child i, I think it's beautiful and the art in the middle i found it to be very organic and like cells and like You know, uh, disease, and I was like, God, I wish I had thought of that. It's so beautiful, and it the lines and the rolls on the bodies and the just the girth of the women. uh, It was great. I loved it. It really
2: bothered me. I loved it. (laughs) I'm even looking at it again right now, and I don't know what it is um, that uh, I it's just not resonating with me. It's
1: it's almost. Hmm. not exactly vulgar in its appearance but something close to it yeah it's a it's very raw yeah
2: definitely yes definitely it's it's
1: very raw and I, i don't mind it i think i think it's i think it's very apt for the book itself as well uh but i can see why yeah how it can come off as discomforting when you're looking at it So Um,
0: uh, I think it's sort of like when you close your eyes and you feel something with your fingers mm -hmm. and it feels good. But when you look at it and it doesn't look very appealing, Mm -hmm. but yet you enjoyed it by touch. I don't know. That's how I feel about this artwork. Interesting. Except
1: the reverse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah, just uh, maybe I'm seeing it, but I'm also touching it in my head. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of roles and a lot of like... I feel that the skin is very soft and supple. and But then there's the organic kind of like mm-hmm. um, disease-shaped heads. Yeah. You know, cells another dividing. Thing, yeah.
1: Another thing I really liked about the book was just how direct she was with her daughter. Yes. How yes. She, and we talked about it briefly because that is very much how I helped raise my siblings. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to sugarcoat things and stuff like that. And it was like, and sometimes I could have been, I was a little mean about it (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, uh, as well. But that is how like, uh, I never like, my mom never talked to me about sex Mm -hmm. and sexuality and stuff like that because those were forbidden topics at house. So it was just like, oh, let the school handle it kind of thing. Um, uh, But so when my siblings came to me about, Stuff like that. I wasn't going to be like, oh, we're not going to talk about it. I'm just like, all right, let me sit you down. And <laughs> I'm going to give you the talk.
2: She put on the lab coat. <laughs> the, the charts. And the <laughs> charts and stuff like that. PowerPoint. Charts on
1: my phone. Yes, <laughs> so i do that. But like, uh, and I've, I've never really appreciated when people try to sugarcoat things to children. Yes. Because it's just like, mm, It's sort of
0: like when they find out there's no like Tooth Fairy or Santa Claus. Like, uh-huh. you know, you don't want to you don't want to sugarcoat life to them because then they're going to be, you know, not ready for it. Like, mm. you know, oh, yeah, the birds and the bees. But no, it's <laughs> not I'm the birds uh, and the bees. It's, you not know. Not only that,
1: I've just... I've always found it very condescending to yes. children. Especially because, uh, like, they're... They they're may not... They're people, exactly. They're not adults. They're yeah, like, they're not. They're not small adults, but they are people. Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. You're
2: saying you don't like to sugarcoat things in the way that I have always treated my brother my mm. nieces my nephews is to not dismiss them right yeah. that is one of my biggest pet peeves mm-hmm. of when adults not just parents but mm-hmm. just adults in general dismiss children and say t- things to them like when they're asking questions because i said so right or, right. or, or because that's
0: just the way oh. it is oh. or mm-hmm. and you're don't, not supposed to talk about that and you don't know, but not
2: explain why, why yeah. 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 yeah if you're gonna tell a child they can or can't do something and they have questions around why or why not it's very important for you to mm-hmm. take the time to explain those things to kids and just like Jen said it's because they're people they're human and that's part of your job as an adult to help and like you said Sarah prepare them for the future and they need to be um, educated with information even if it's something you know very small or, or like the minute mean. or or really doesn't really matter to anybody but them the fact that it matters to them, you and they're coming to you and trusting you to uh, to help them, then, you know, you should take the time. And I really appreciate that. That's exactly the parenting style that we see modeled here in this book.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, um, I didn't know what virgin meant mm-hmm. and I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So when this guy said, ask me, this kid asked me, are you a virgin? I did not know what to respond. Yeah. So I didn't say anything. And then he's like, yeah, she's a virgin. And then she started teasing me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I asked a friend, what is a virgin? He's mm-hmm. like, that means you've had sex. <laughs> and I was like, then I'm um, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> 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 and then, but, you know, like I was given wrong information. Right, and yeah. so now I'm like professing to everybody in, in the sixth grade that I'm not a virgin. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody told me. Mm-hmm. And I, n- now I feel like a fool, like an idiot. But that's something I could not come to my mom and ask what right. is a virgin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I appreciate this book so much. Yeah, uh-huh. For that reason alone. Not only alone. that,
1: just like telling children, like oh, because I said so. Then it focuses it makes it in, the, in their minds that you can't ask this person questions yeah, because yeah. they're not going to answer you because and then who will they turn to that's how they get yeah. misinformation mm-hmm. and stuff like that and people wonder about uh, like teenagers getting pregnant and then saying well i don't know that's because they didn't know yeah like they genuinely didn't know yeah and it's just like whatever. which is why i do not
2: condone abstinence only uh, sex education yeah. oh my god <laughs> i know uh, there's give yeah. me the information give them the information mm-hmm. Let and them the make trust
0: to yeah. come to you for you know for practicing safe sex yeah mm-hmm. so
1: because once you've established that you're somebody that they can go to that it's a very hard trust to break and two you can genuinely help them yeah. when they need it mm-hmm. yeah and it's just like and for with kids it's that's what you want. Yeah. yeah.
2: So there is a saying that you guys are probably all familiar with, Out of the Mouths of Babes. <laughs> yeah. A- <laughs> and this book definitely um, exemplified how children ask the darnedest questions. <laughs> and it's because they ca- they hear things and children they see things. And things. they are very, very perceptive. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the parts of the book is actually um, the, the author, the writer, the creator calls herself Mama Pants. That's like her, <laughs> that's her like, um, persona, yes. uh, in the comic. And there's a whole section that basically asks, um, uh, it, she asked, different women how old were you when you became aware of your chest as a publicly negotiated oh space? i love that and story then what happened Loved and it. so it's just um a whole bunch of those weirdo pictures <laughs> that <laughs> i didn't like but also just a lot of narrative of women answering that question yeah. and it actually made me think of right when i was uh like aware of it and like what happened and and like remembering like how that affected me like boobs are a big freaking deal um once you as a a girl start developing Mm -hmm. them and your body is changing and people are changing the way that they react to you and the way they treat you and um you kind of it happens and you don't really think about it but as an adult you're like that that was like some tough shit sometimes. Mm -hmm. And and, and and even now for grown women it can be tough. Mm -hmm. So um, I really liked that she put that um, that in there and it was really interesting to read. Mm -hmm.
0: That That was one of my my favorite parts because I could remember uh, growing up and talking to other girls and having these similar stories where you got this like weirdo older man that was just looking at you inappropriately. yeah. Or maybe that guy in school who just slapped your ass on the way to class. You know, stuff like that. And so that brought up all these memories of all these stories that i've told and have been told by other friends of mine Mm -hmm. and it's awful that we have to go through that kind of what what would you call a rite of passage or whatever or like trauma yeah because it's terrible yeah yeah Yeah. it is Mm -hmm. and um growing up in a latino home they just tell you like you know just uh you have to stay a virgin and you have to stay a virgin till you're married and yeah. not only you don't that, have you can't have boyfriends or if they look at you no, no te des tu brazo al torcer. Mm-hmm. and i'm like what the fuck does that mean
1: not only that it's the the whole like uh the first time like i really noticed it when something like that was when like you're a kid and you're like running around and stuff like that uh and then your parents say like oh somebody's coming over dress yeah get changed yeah and i'm just like (laughs) yeah like and then it's just like wait what what do you mean i'm home i don't yeah i don't want to and uh, i will i remember and i think i was like about mm, i i guess i was kind of a late bloomer i didn't really like uh grow start growing boobs until like i was in high school uh I was pretty flat chested throughout middle school. Mm-hmm. So it was when I was in high school that I really started growing like boobs and that I kind of became aware of that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm.
0: That sucks, dude. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of all these things that happened in my yeah. childhood mm-hmm. with like the uncles or the friends of the uncles or you know, uh-huh. I just uh dad's it, friends and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just ugly yeah it's Mm -hmm. so ugly and you just forget about it until you read a story like this you're like oh shit yeah that happens to all of us i guess Mm -hmm.
2: so um is there any other things you guys want to share before we rate the book
0: i loved it love the art
2: (laughs) (laughs) i liked it (laughs) you know the art is very simple Um, yeah it's very very simple it it's on the border of i would say sketching um but it is very poignant and uh i think perfect and colorful. For the it,
0: it, colorful and i like sometimes how some of the panels move they're not like just mm-hmm. s- straight paneling sometimes you know like when sometimes you see like her jumping around there's like a, yes it, yes there the i guess the up and down doesn't really apply kind of curves and uh-huh, stuff mm-hmm. i like that i yeah. really like when they take those liberties and paneling yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's very um, um it's almost very stream of consciousness. Yes, um, uh-huh. uh, for the book, and usually it's definitely not one I would have picked out on my own because mm-hmm. the art style wouldn't have very much appeal to it. Right. But yeah. I'm very glad I read it because yeah. it's like uh, there was some very poignant um, mm-hmm. uh, topics in uh, in the comic, and I can see why it won one, uh, an award. Yeah, and stuff oh, absolutely. Like that. Yeah. Um, uh But and I also find it funny because. Uh, in, in contrast, because there's definitely two different art styles at work here. Mm-hmm. The one that the Primazons are drawn in, yeah. the style, which is, like Sarah said, very organic, almost very, uh, almost languid, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Uh, and detailed as well. Yeah, it's very and, detailed. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, the stories about her, which almost seem like, um, uh, almost, I want to say... Watercolor esque, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right. yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, uh, pastel, yeah, like, and very rough, very sketch like, mm-hmm. like you had said. So I, I like those contrasts for it as
0: well. Mm-hmm. Give me the meaning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me your secrets. <laughs> I think
0: I think as far as this book goes, it really was helpful that you actually got to meet the creator and yeah. got her to give you the pitch on the book yeah. for you to actually share it with us, mm-hmm. which I, you know, sometimes it does, uh it does pay to be out there, you know, pushing your book out to the audience at yeah, conventions. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess we're ready to rate the
2: yep. book. Mm-hmm. OK, you go first. All right. Well, this is Kristen and I am going to give it three conchas because as much as I disliked not knowing exactly what those weirdo pictures were, <laughs> I really I really enjoyed it the true to life uh, storytelling of what it's like. I mean, I I have a lot of my friends are single mothers and Mm -hmm. I know, you know, the trials and tribulations that they go through and um, having young daughters and I've, you know, I've mentored young girls. And so a lot of it really resonated with me and I really enjoyed um, that they didn't shy away from the hard stuff. Right, um, mm-hmm. because I mean, isn't that what parenting is all about? Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and also um, just the love and the the compassion that she is trying to instill into her daughter. I just enjoyed all of that. And I really um I really liked the social commentary as well that they dealt with in the book. So or that she dealt with in the book. So mm-hmm. um and the fact that Stack Des- Deck Press is the publisher, I mean that uh, we have had nothing but amazing positive experiences with all the stuff we've read from them. So mm-hmm. with all of that all put together um i'm giving it three conscious
1: mm-hmm. well uh this is jen and i'm uh, i'm actually conflicted whether giving it two or three mm-hmm. um and simply because i'm like i i i understand what it's about and it's about motherhood and experiences but i'm not a mom mm-hmm. i say as i helped raise my siblings yeah. and stuff like that yeah um, uh Uh, and it's just, I, I guess some of that is still kind of alien to me, but I did like it a lot. Um, uh, and the fact, and I guess maybe I was kind of scared of it as well because I could see myself Mm. in her Uh and like possibly going down (laughs) that road. Jen (laughs) threw the book across the (laughs) room. No. No. And she screamed. No. 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 This could like, this could like kind of like, uh, you know, kind of. Like there was a a path at one point in time that this could have been my life. Yeah. Like a like a crossroads and something, and I went the other way mm-hmm. instead of going down this way mm-hmm. of being another statistic as a single, yeah, r- a Latina, <laughs> a single a single bi Latina woman with a child. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh, you could have wrote, <laughs> wrote, wrote a book. I could have wrote <laughs> a book. I could have done that. Mm. Oh well. Instead, I just have chronic depression. Oh well. <laughs> oh, I could write a book about that. <laughs> I could write a book about that. So you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it three because sometimes you have to look at the possibilities of what is what mm-hmm. it was that was ahead of you or could have been yeah. for you, and you gotta be like. All right, this isn't me. That is some deep shit right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. But yeah. you know,
1: I mean, yeah, like it's uh, it's a uh, it w- it was a surprisingly deep book. Yeah, like I wasn't yeah. sure what to expect from yeah. it, but it was surprisingly deep, and it made me think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about kind of like of uh, not only just people who I know that are. Like that, single mothers, yeah. trying to raise a, ch- a daughter or a son or multiple children, right. at the same time, but also how I could have been that person as well, mm-hmm. kind of, and so I I appreciate it for that. Yeah. So I'm getting I'm giving it three conchas.
0: Nice. Um, this is Sarah, and I'm giving it uh, three three conchas and a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't th- had that in a while, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think um yeah, it's an amazing book. Uh I think uh, it it um it reminded me a lot of myself growing up mm-hmm. and it reminded me of some questions I had that I never asked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I love the the relationship with between mother and daughter. I think that's spectacular. I like how they write about what is uh influencing her on the outside world yes. and how she's uh, tackling those issues within her household. Mm-hmm. Um I love the the art it was amazing. Um um, i i just love the the heck out of it i i think i wanna if i were ever Ever to have been a mom I would have liked to have been that yes. cool headed yes. and mm-hmm. sat her down and talked mm-hmm. about it without being so emotional like oh my god my child is growing up like <laughs> no <laughs> which <laughs> is exactly the type the of mom I would be yes th- yeah, th- that is exactly <laughs> what I would be that yeah so it, it, it was actually reading about something and, and and seeing myself in a different view because yeah. I am that emotional would be like why are you asking me about pink and sex and uh? ugh <laughs> like you know like that's, I would just break down into tears. But no, this this goes to show you that there are people that are cool headed and sit them down, even though they're like panicking inside, and mm-hmm. it's just wonderful. I really loved to read it, and I I don't know if there's any more books, but I'd be very interested in reading them. Oh,
2: She had um, other books on her table, I remember, Mm -hmm. and then this one just was one that I um, picked up, but I don't remember if the others were anthologies or they were um, ones that were just all encompassing like this one, but Mm -hmm. definitely something we um, could find out and check to see if we could... Uh,
0: support her in other ways so mm-hmm. Kristen, just before we were done with this where can people find this book well it is like i said available on um or through stacked
2: deck press so you can go to stacked deck press.com and um they have uh on their website um not only to purchase this book but all of the other awesome books uh like uh we're still here one of the anthologies oh, yes. that yeah. we mm-hmm. did as well in the in a a past episode
0: (laughs) excellent, so that was our book review guys (laughs) and now it's time for On My Radar, Jen what do you have for us today?
1: So, on my radar, uh, the next book for the Adventure Zone graphic novel, uh, Murder on the Rockport Limited, is <laughs> out. <laughs> and so, this is a podcast I've talked about before, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's about D&D and stuff like that. Uh, and they're doing other campaigns right now. But right now, they're adapting that uh, story, that that campaign that they did into graphic novels. And the second mm-hmm. book has come out. and I it's find that such an
2: amazing idea. Yeah it's 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 a lot of fun taking a podcast and making it to a graphic novel uh we need to step it up
1: (laughs) (laughs) i got stories (laughs) stories let's go but um uh but the second book and it's been hotly anticipated Mm -hmm. a lot of people were excited for it and um uh they there was actually uncertainty whether there would be a book tour oh really um um but they 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 had said that they wanted to do mm-hmm. it but that it wasn't confirmed whether they were going mm. to it was going to be possible but it was i mean when um uh, a podcast like it's a, it's a really big podcast yeah. uh they had their own San Diego Comic-Con panel I so. know yeah. I remember uh, and the line was yes. yes it was yes. huge
0: it was yes it was mm-hmm. there all day mm-hmm. like i'm jealous yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and so uh, it's finally out and it's just as good. The artwork is amazing for it. And what I really like about it is that it, the artwork contains clues to, f- future episodes oh, cool. of the podcast and that's something like yeah it's something that i've already like listened to and stuff like that um so like why would i want to get the graphic novel if i already know what's going on i like those little tidbits mm-hmm. of stuff of clues that's going to that of stuff that's going to be happening that i already know about so i know what it's alluding to yeah but it's also like it's really good and it's a fun it's a fun series how many episodes are they at right now Oh, God's over a hundred. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's because uh, they did that one. That was their D&D arc, and now they've b- been doing other ones. Okay. Uh, There was like a superhero arc that they oh, did. Oh, really? Yeah, there was um, a kind of a... M- Uh, Western uh, game that they did. I've heard Uh, tons of good stuff about the mm -hmm. podcast. I've never, I'm not into
2: D&D. So I'm like, ah, it's not for me, but I've even people who aren't into D&D said that they love it. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, so, and then they did a Western um, uh, RPG uh, arc as well. And now they're just wrapping up Amnesty, which is kind of a Midwestern cryptid RPG. Yeah. Arc that they're doing. uh, And it's a lot of fun. That's Uh, cool. Yeah.
0: Now RPG for those of you guys who don't know it's role playing game.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outside <laughs> of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, so that is on my radar and you can it's published by First Second but mm-hmm. you can also pick it up at your local comic shop if you happen to be by Heidi Ho, I know we have it in stock because I specifically ordered it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it should also be available uh, in bookstores as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so if you can find it, uh, if you want to give the podcast a, a listen, or if you don't want to listen, you just want to read a cool graphic novel, that's, that's what
0: it's there for. Nice. Very cool. What's on my radar is the HBO show called Euphoria. It's uh, created by oh, Sam Livingston. Livingston. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, starring Sandhya mm-hmm. as Brew Bennett. And uh, I love this show. I've started watching it. And they have uh, it several. It looks c- awesome. It's great. Uh, the, uh, the way they're filming it, the angles, and it's really amazing. And um, um, they have the, these awesome characters. There's uh, uh, Kate Hernandez, who is uh, in real life Barbie Ferre- Ferreira. And she's a American model and actress, and she's, like, uh, big on the body positivity. Mm, mm-hmm. um, she's amazing. And then they have another character. Her name is Jules Vaughn, and she's played by Hunter Schaefer, and she's a transgender woman. And actually, Jules Vaughn in the show is a transgender woman as well. Mm. So I, w- I was, like, really happy when I was watching the show, I was like, are they going to really use a transgender woman? And when I looked her up, she, in fact, is a model and actress as well, Mm -hmm. which I thought was amazing. What I didn't know is this is an adaptation of an Israeli show by the same name, Euphoria. Oh, really? Yeah. It follows the troubled life of a 17-year-old Rue, a drug addict, fresh from rehab with no plans to stay clean. So, right now, Rue is completely enamored with Jules and their best friends, and there's a lot of um, so what it, this is, is there's a lot of characters that are kind of like living this high school life and they're, you know, dodging social media and hookups and drugs and alcohol and relationships. And it's really raw mm-hmm. and in your face. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love about the show is uh, there's little narrations of each character as that they're per- presenting them. And even though you want to be like, oh, he's a jock and he's the bad guy there's a necessarily a backstory that tells you um people are multifaceted so you see where he's coming from and where these injuries stem from and where he's coming from so i love that about this show and it's showing that for almost each character i mean it's still going on going and uh but what i've watched so far is amazing yeah
2: when i was watching game of thrones
0: uh, <laughs> they kept
2: uh showing that as the preview in between episodes and it looked super super uh interesting but also very um
0: new like yes like it was it's a new w- way of telling yeah, a story the,
2: the way that the just like as you were saying that the camera angles were and also um just the fact that uh it's i mean it is raw i mean we're talking about um just what i got from the preview like it looked like addiction was a big, mm-hmm. deal, a big and deal yeah and teenage so, drug addiction yeah and, and like so that. it looked really interesting but it also looked like it was something that was like gonna take a lot emotionally for me to to watch and so
0: i have never i haven't taken the plunge <laughs> well i didn't want to watch it only because um you know, it's teenagers, yeah. and so they're so different. Like the language is different, the music is yeah. different. So I, to from submer- when you were a teen, from when <laughs> I was a teen, so I felt I was going to be like over my head. Oh, okay, um, but a lot of the things are really interesting. For instance, Rue, she, um, she was diagnosed with multiple behavioral disorders mm-hmm. when she was like around ten. Mm-hmm. So they had her medicated for so long, and then. Yeah. Um, She says that between like ten and fifteen, it's all kind of a blur Mm. her whole life. Mm -hmm. But then she stopped her medication and she started dabbling in drugs, and she said that she feels better doing drugs because her for her to function sober is almost impossible, right? Yeah, because of her anxiety Mm -hmm. and all these other. So that alone just made me see a character in a different not because. Offhandedly, I would say, "Oh, she's just a drug addict, Mm -hmm. right?" But now I know why and you know where she started from, and why that is the choice she's made to be in drugs and not on medication Mm -hmm. that makes her fuzzy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was really interesting. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's on my radar. Sounds interesting. Yeah.
1: TV really taking it to the next level. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) HBO.
0: All right, guys, and it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, what do you have for us today? I have a something, uh, have a something?
2: (laughs) I have something a little different today. Um, Juntos y Fuertes is our segment where we like to support um, creators in marginalized uh, groups. And regardless if it's comic books or something else. And today we have something that is not comic books. But something that brings probably just as much pleasure. Um, it is a card game called Tragos, and <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this sounds so funny and fun, and something that I think people uh, like at a, a backyard get together would get a lot of like, a kick out of." But um, The the website you can go to is TragosGame.com. That's T-R-A-G-O-S-G-A-M-E.com. And it says, Hola, this is Tragos, made with pure Latino pride. Tragos is the drinking card game that your abuela will not approve of. (laughs) (laughs) Each box holds 110 ridiculously true Latino reference cards designed with unique game rules to get the Fiesta started. So basically, it's a if this, drink this type game game. Okay. So, um... It is uh, special. It's twenty four ninety nine. Uh, regular price. Sometimes they have sales for nineteen ninety nine. But just so you know, and it says um, it takes about three to four weeks. But they give you some examples of what some of the cards say. And like one of the cards says, "If you still live with your mom, take three sips." Oh
0: man,
2: <laughs> drag me.
0: Or yeah, says, uh, right. They just called us out. <laughs> yeah.
2: If someone in your family is called Paco or Pepe, take three sips. <laughs> <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I don't know about that one. But the other one, yeah.
2: And then this one says, um, wait, I can't even see, I can't read that one separate. But um, this one says, um, on three, everyone point at the person you think watches the most telenovelas. (laughs) 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 And then it says, um, uh, that's the most likely two. A jinx card is, pick a person in the room. On three, both of you call out the best Latino dessert. If you have different answers, take a drink. Um, and then let's see, pick two types of Latino cuisine. Everyone votes on which one is better, and the losing team drinks. So it's just kind of a drinking game that is um, all revolving around Latino culture. So um, it's super, It's yeah, it sounded super fun and cool to play, and probably um, something that would be a fun game. Uh, group with your group of friends a fun thing to do uh, on a a a night where you're all just uh sitting around and having a good time so (laughs) you can get this game at dragosgame.com it is created by latinos um so um you will be supporting uh creative latino creatives uh and you'll have something fun to do on the weekends
0: All right, guys, it's time for saludos. And I'd like to send some major saludos to Interview with the Nerd Podcast. You can listen to them on iTunes, and they have have about 40 40 episodes out, and it's hosted by Richard Cárdenas. He says, this show dives deep into the history of what your favorite characters from universes far and between through interviews with their biggest, nerdiest fans. So this is great. We actually had an interview with a nerd Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. one point. I'm not sure when. Mm -hmm. I forgot which episode. (laughs) But it was a lot of fun. And he does this podcast. Either he invites a guest or he does it on his own. And he has 40 episodes in. And he's amazing. He's
2: so funny. He is
0: really funny. Not only that, but he also has a YouTube channel called Cocktail Movie Recap. And let me tell you, (laughs) I laughed my ass off. So there's somebody who creates a special cocktail and they watch this movie while drinking. And then somebody recaps the movie uh, while they're already tipsy. (laughs) And it's super freaking funny. They're about 11 to 15 minutes each. And they're super cool. I think they only have one season out right now, but... My god, it's gold guys. You have to see it. It's uh it's on YouTube and it's called Cocktail Movie Recap. Um and the uh if you want to hear other cool podcasts um that have the interview with the Nerd Podcast on there, you can always follow the au- the Awkward Human Network. You can follow them at the at symbol AWKWARDHSG on Facebook and and they also have a website. So, saludos to Interview with the Nerd, Richard Cardenas. Thank you so much for all your amazing episodes. And I hope to see a season two of Cocktail Movie Recap. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. We have been your hosts. I'm Sarah.
1: I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye.
2: We didn't say
0: where to find us. I know. Sorry. Do you want
2: to do it again? Yeah, just do it again. Okay, okay,
0: okay. That has been our the end of our episode, Kristen. Where can they find us?
2: Well, as always, you can find us on Instagram
1: at Comadres e Comics and on Twitter at Comic Comadres.
0: You can always email us at Comadres e Comics at gmail.com. and we have a Snapchat. Comadres uh, y Comics where we try to highlight all the events we attend. We are
2: on the Facebook at oh, Comadres. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget that as well.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. We have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.